Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Maybe we can hit the 405. Is that what she said? That's what it sounded like. Yeah, I mean, but, but don't do it right now because there's a lot of traffic. I feel like it would be kind of trafficy, even though it's what noon there. Maybe it's, it's lunch a Friday hour. though, man. Everybody's out of town. Mm-hmm. All right. Good afternoon. We're not doing traffic in LA. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. Brian is making it happen today. You're listening to the Colleen and Bradley Show. What infomercial, bitches? Have you actually, sorry, have you actually fallen for 651-641-1071 because right. we're about to fall for some, <laughs> some thigh master. Oh, squeeze, squeeze, squeeze our way to shape yeah. our hips and thighs. I need you guys to squeeze your thighs in I don't. I almost said memory, but she's still with us. But in memory of an infomercial that got me thinking early this morning while we're waiting for you to call. Six five one six four one one zero seven one three's company star Suzanne Summers, seventy five by the way, years young, has revealed that she has made a staggering three hundred million dollars over her life from uh, the Thigh Master. Well, over her life being since the nineteen nineties. Oh my god, three hundred million dollars. That's like over the last three decades, she's basically gotten a hundred million dollars a decade. So from that, the thigh master, that's not like three hundred million dollars in sales, and she gets a cut. That's her cut of the sales of the thigh master. Well, all she said this week, uh, she was on the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glynn. She said the thigh master has pulled in almost three hundred million dollars. Okay, um, and this thing cost nineteen ninety five because, of course, it does. All good things cost nineteen ninety five on TV, mm-hmm. uh, or did in the nineties anyway. Now it's low- like four payments of forty nine ninety five. No. COD. No COD. Oh, remember that? <laughs> like, who, I just want you guys to understand the world that we live in now. We used to live in a world where people would send you things thinking, oh, you'll pay for it when you get it. No big deal. It's fine. Just wait until you get it and then give us some money. Mm-hmm. Because it, t- it took a long time, Bradley, to figure out that COD stood for cash on delivery. Yeah. It would be like what COD, and then thinking about it because it is so absurd that someone oh, would bring something to your they'd house come and they come to your house, Brian, with stuff, and you'd just be like, "Here's some cash." Uh huh. Oh, you wouldn't have to pay for it up front. You just no. wait till it gets there, yeah. and then you pay for it. Oh, it's crazy! What? We don't do that anymore. Anyway, that's uh, we're talking about Suzanne Summers' Thigh Master, which has probably uh, you. I should say many of you probably have in your home. We used to have one in the studio because our good friend. We say that because we're contractually obligated. Julia from the Lori and Julia show used to have a thigh master in studio. Yeah, because she was squeeze, squeeze, squeezing her way to shapely hips and thighs. I assume if she was using that thing, I feel like the thigh master was before my time. Um, yeah, I don't know, huh. but she does workouts in here still to this day. That's true. Now, let's. uh, I want to go to Twitter quickly and just acknowledge Panda. She said, When I was a senior in high school, I loved the infomercials for the Turbo Cooker. Same girl. 
For the what? Turbo cooker. Don't you remember the turbo cooker? Like, it cook three meals in one. I don't even know about this. Could it change my life forever? Yeah, but wait, there's more. No, in fact, uh, she said that she got it for, her, I think, uh, what was it, a high school or no, 18th birthday present. So uh, let's go to Brandy. Brandy is on the line. Brandy, what is the infomercial you bought? Um, well, I didn't actually buy it, but I grew up uh, in the 90s, 2000s watching infomercials because we didn't have cable. Yeah. And I loved seeing the Jack, I, I'm going to butcher his name probably, but the Jack LaLanne juicer. That's it. Oh, of course. Who didn't want a Jack LaLanne so juicer? And he had those big eyebrows. Oh, yeah. Um, Brandy, I don't want to like ruin your day, but I have a Jack LaLanne juicer. Oh my gosh. Do you love it? I absolutely (laughs) don't ever use it. Brandy. I did (laughs) though. Like, you know, honestly, I will say it's my partners. He brought it to the relationship, but I have used it before. And I will say if I don't, the thing is I don't juice. Like I, I went through a phase, like I'm sure a lot of people did, where you're like, I'm going to juice everything. I'm just going to drink juice all the time. Nutrients! And then you get really bad gas. And you're like, I'm not doing this anymore because juice is kind of gassy. And then you got to like clean the blades out with all that gunk. But there are people who swear by them, Brandy, so I don't want to like harsh your... your, Oh, uh, no, I definitely don't have a juicer, and I threw ours away... I don't know, years ago, but the infomercial makes it look yeah, real good. Right? Like, you gotta have it. Thank you so much, Brandy, for calling in and You're sharing welcome. that Jack LaLanne juicer memory. That's why infomercials work so well, oh, because God, even if you feel like, I don't need it, but I want it! I don't need the Ronco Showtime rotisserie chicken mm. thing, but, you know, rest, rest in peace, Ron Popeil. But watching R. those... R.I.P. Now, watching those infomercials about it? the show to end... Forget, Forget it. it. Do you kind of no? I, it's too early to make a joke, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> What's the joke? I'm not tell. I'll tell you in the break. Okay. I just. I, it's Friday. I want to be nice. Thank. Oh, okay. Thank you. I want to put goodness in. The, it wasn't actually mean or anything. Um, but it was just a dumb joke. So, Holly. <laughs> yeah. What is the infomercial that you wanted to fall for, or sold you, or you actually purchased in three easy payments of thirty nine ninety five? Fell for. And purchased the George Foreman grill. Oh, okay. You had a George Foreman? How many George Foreman grills are out there in the wild not being used anymore? Oh, my God. Go to a Goodwill and you will find plenty. What were we thinking with the George Foreman grill? Yeah, we're just going to tilt the grill and then the grease is going to fall off. It it means it's going to be healthy. Peak 90s health healthy living, right? Like that was our anti-fat decade. Yep. Where fat was, you know, evil. Mm-hmm. And so anything that removed fat from our life, we're like, oh, my God. And they would always show you like a big jug of fat that they had like poured off the thing. It's healthy. It's so healthy. Mm, I'm going to eat that weird hamburger and I'm going to have Snackwell cookies for dessert. I'm healthy. Um, I will say of the things I never actually bought. No, that's not true. I did. Fa- oh, gosh. I just completely remembered this. Oh, my God. Safe you space. Know what I bought? This would have been. Mid nine, late nineties, late nineties. I bought the Susie Orman Orman uh, finance kit. God, let's see if I can find this. This thing was like books and tapes. Su- Susie Orman. Uh-huh. Um, Does she yell at you? 
No, she was like, she, uh, do you, do you, are you familiar with Susie Orman? Yeah. So Susie, she yeah. has like really good financial advice. And she was one of those people who made financial stuff sound like, like you could do it. Cause like, you know, usually finance, you think of some guy that's like, I'm going to make you rich and you're going to buy all these properties and turn around and sell them and make them at a profit. And trust me, cause I look like very trustworthy on this infomercial. Woo, you're Where a she, rich dad. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm running away from that guy. Whereas Susie Orman was like, I'm going to just make you understand how to save money and you're going to be wealthy and it's fine. It's all good. We're going to do this together. I'll hold your hand. It's it's good. She was an Oprah, <laughs> Oprah gal. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, she had like a whole kit that you could buy. And of course, I bought the kit. Didn't do me a lick of good. Oh. <laughs> Did you follow the kit? No, I had financial distress for many more years. But it's not her fault. It was my own damn fault. Let's go to Sharon. Sharon's on the line. We're talking infomercials. Sharon, you're going to have the last word, honey. What was the infomercial you fell for? I fell for the fisherman's friend. And last year, and I never used it, and last year I was invited to go and do ice fishing. And so I told the guy that uh, um, the girl, the boyfriend of a friend of mine, that I had the fisherman's friend, and he felt so badly for, for me that he actually made and bought um, a fishing rod and reel and everything else for me to use. And this was the oh. one you could, like, put in your pocket, right? Like you could carry it around? <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was really small, but then and it had all sorts of lures and stuff. But no one, no. Every time I asked somebody if they could teach me how to fish, they they laughed when I had that, and that was the end of it. Oh my God, that's <laughs> awesome! Thank you so much for sharing that, Sharon. Oh, thanks, it's Sharon. Appropriate. Sharon. The pocket Sharon. fisherman was another Ronco. 1995 invention mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. loved Ronco I wanted that dehydrator so bad I have a dehydrator to this day and it's only because I have a rotisserie uh cooker as well it's not a Ronco because I don't even think you can I, you might be able to buy those but I got another one um instant pot it's a whole nother love affair mm, uh, yes. but I also have a dehydrator um love that thing did you have love a vacuum sealer Yes, I have a vacuum sealer. I have it all. I have a rice cooker. <laughs> oh, look I have at two you. two instant pots. Oh my gosh. I have a mandolin. Uh Brian, what is your <laughs> what's your kryptonite in terms of infomercials? Well, I always wanted this, never got it, but it was the big city slider maker that Billy Oh my god, made. what's a big what city slider? So it's like uh it's kinda like a muffin tray, but it's four oh. different things. You could make eggs or like hamburgers in it, and then you threw it in your oven. Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, this then, is this is like that guy looks like the guy that like Yeah, uh, Billy Mays. Is that the guy that like puts the that like seal flex all on everything and then rides <laughs> no. around in a boat with a hole in it? No, not that guy. Oh, but okay. Billy Mays, uh um he was like known for doing infomercials. Like okay. he does or he did a lot for like OxyClean back in the day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so, so uh, big ass burgers. You yeah. never got one? Never got one, Holly, always write that one. down. We gotta make sure we put big, that on the list. Uh, Big city slider big station. City slide. When you said, big, I, I just imagined like a like a what were those things? Slip and slide. I just imagined a big <laughs> backyard slip and slide. All right. When we come back, our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies joins us to tell us what we're watching this weekend right here on My Talk 1071. All right. You need to know what you're watching this weekend, whether it's in the theater, on the couch, or on your smartphone. I don't care where you're watching things, but you know who does? Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies. And he's got ideas for us. Hey, Paul. Thanks for being with us. Hey, Paul. Thanks for having me. Hello. Hello. And I do have uh, I do have strong opinions on where people watch things. So okay, good. Go good. to the movie theater. Where are we going to start? 
We're going to go to the movie theater to go see The Batman. Oh. This is the, ooh, this is the brand new adaptation of The Batman from director Matt Reeves. And stars Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne Batman. And he is, in this one, really kind of playing the role of detective in Gotham. He is this idea of vengeance as the Riddler, who is basically a serial killer, goes and uh, kills corrupt politicians and police officers in order to kind of rid the town of Gotham of all of these lies and corruptions. Now, I wasn't, I will admit, in the lead up to this movie, I was not all that particularly excited, especially upon learning Robert Pattinson was taking on the role because I just didn't feel anything for him. But then the buzz started to bubble up. And now I'm super excited to see this movie. Same. It's incredible. And I know, like, I love Batman. He's my favorite superhero. That aside, I, like you, was like, okay, we've seen so many different iterations of Batman. How are they going to make one that, this one different? And I knew within the first 10 minutes that this was unlike any of the other Batman movies that have come before. They mm. really give this, like I said, that detective, that noir feel. I mean, Robert Pattinson is kind of narrating it like a film noir movie. And it's got that serial killer, that true crime vibe to it as he is trying to get to the bottom of who the Riddler is as he's killing these people and kind of reading these ciphers, these cards to figure out who he is and how is he connected to the underworld of Gotham. They also have Zoe Kravitz, Kravitz in it as Catwoman. Paul Dano is incredible as the Riddler. He really is one of the best Batman villains on screen that we've seen so far. Wow, that's that's no small thing. That's I'm, exciting. I'm super excited. Now, one thing I know Holly is very very not excited about is mm-hmm. the runtime for this film. Oh, yeah. So it is three hours, but I will tell you, I actually think it goes by pretty swiftly because there is this urgency at hand. It never goes into odd subplots, in my opinion. It never shies off what it's trying to accomplish. And I think because these characters are all so fascinating and are kind of working in their own motives you're trying to put it together as the character trying to put it together. And it just, I, I personally feel like it's three hours. Oh my God. That is, that's, that's, that's very, very good to hear. I mean, I, I'm, I'm fine. I have no problem getting up in the middle of a movie to pee because I'll just ask the person I'm with to tell me exactly what happened <laughs> while I was gone, which everyone else around me loves. But I, I just wish that Hollywood would re-embrace the old classic intermission. If they're going to make movies three hours fair, but give me five minutes, give me 10 minutes to rest and refresh. I hear you. I hear you. I've struggled with this myself, and I even struggled with it during this movie. I had too much coffee going in and had to excuse myself for a moment. Is there a, is there an, not I- a lot of... Is there an ideal well, part to uh, to leave? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Give us a hot, uh, a hot tip on when we should plan. Oh, my gosh. I feel like maybe early on. I know that's not specific at all. I've seen... I saw this a couple weeks ago now, so I'm trying to, like, remember a specific plot. But, like, there's... I would say there's a funeral scene. Try to go before that. Because okay. after the funeral scene, a lot is happening. Okay, that's good to know. Brian, you're going this weekend, yeah. right? I'm actually going after the show. Oh, okay, good. Oh, yeah. You've One given your hot tip. score by Michael Giacchino is brilliant. It is, like, operatic at times. It gives that, like, dark, depressing vibe to it. It's gritty. I, I just loved everything about this movie. And I think it sets up for kind of a new iteration of what the director Matt Reeves wants to do with this, you know, and Robert Pattinson makes for a great Bruce Wayne and Batman. And how many, tickets, how, to say. how many tickets? Subs you get Four and a half out of five ticket subs wow. for Batman. Okay. So yeah, we got to see this movie and are people going to be able to see this online? This is only in theaters, right? 
only in theaters. I don't expect it will hit HBO Max for like an, another couple of months. Okay, are you five days to a couple months? Paul McGuire Grimes, are you fine holding through the break so that we can uh, get enough time to talk about the other things that you brought with you? Absolutely, because I know you're interested in the other two as well. I am, which is why I did not want to cut you short. So give us a little tease <laughs> yeah. about what's going to happen, uh, what we're going to talk about on the other side of this break. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to talk about Star Trek Picard Season 2. It's back, and we're going to talk the new documentary, Lucy and Desi. Oh, I cannot wait. Okay, so stick with us, kids. We're going to have Paul on the other side of this break, and then we'll get to Crazy Stupid Idiots. Don't worry, that's not going anywhere. Nope. Colleen and Bradley here on Mike Talk 1071. We'll be right back. Thank you, Brian, and welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show as we wrap up the third hour, but we still got plenty of show to go before Lori and Julia take over. And on the phone, joining us, as he does every Friday, is our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes, who graciously uh, held through the break so we could get to the rest of what he brought to the table. Where do you want to start, Paul? Well, let's start with Star Trek Picard on season because I know you are a Trekkie. I hope that is a term of endearment. Of course. I never know. I never know. Like, is, do people like do Trek think, fans like to be called Trekkies, or is that like a there are Trekkers, change? Trekkies? It, you know, here's the thing: if they care enough, they'll let you know. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't care what you call me. I love the yeah. world of Star Trek. Yay! Right. Yeah, so Picard is back for season two. This is now streaming on Paramount Plus. It's going to be that kind of weekly episode, you know, weekly drop. Started yesterday, and in this one, I think that Star Trek fans are going to be pleased because I think it's going to—it actually feels more like the Star Trek that we're used to than maybe the first season did. So Picard, John Luke Picard, played by the legendary Patrick Stewart, is really kind of feeling his mortality. He's feeling his kind of final days, and he's getting these voices of his mother. He's kind of seeing that concept of time as the true final frontier until an unknown presence wants to join the Federation. That happens to be Q, his known nemesis, Q, who's played by John Delancey. So Q's back, and all of a sudden Picard and his team aboard the Stargazer find themselves caught up in Q's games. There's this kind of, the, the crew find themselves in this kind of new timeline, these new events, these new places, and they all kind of figure out what is going on in order to repair the past if they want to fix the future. I am so Ooh. excited for this, and I mean, I you know, if you love Star Trek, of course, you're equally excited. Do we get the set? Like, have you watched episodes in advance? Yes, I've seen the first three episodes, and I will say that this the beginning of this season is far more action-packed, higher stakes, right out of the gate than the first season was. I think the first season really had to set up what this new world that we were going to find Picard in and who all these new characters were, bring Jerry Ryan back as Seven of Nine, and then now that we're kind of in that place, they can amp things up really well in terms of the storytelling and whatnot. So I'm having a blast so far. And then you get to see the the return of Q, who's not messing around, we get another known nemesis who makes her return as well. And you have people, and then you've got fun guest stars. Whoopi Goldberg is actually back as oh, Guinan in Guinan. the first episode as well. Oh yes. God, I'm so happy. So, <laughs> Paul, you know, I'm a casual Star Trek fan, a casual Trekker. Yep. Is this mm-hmm. show, is Star Trek Picard something that a casual Star Trek fan can enjoy, even if you don't know all the, the Easter eggs and the allusions to right. previous Star Trek universe uh, stories etc 
yeah, you know, I, I think so. And I'm going to out myself here as like you, I'm kind of a casual watcher. This is something that I've kind of picked up in the pandemic is kind of becoming a uh, Star Trek fan, if you will. I didn't necessarily grow up watching it, but I've seen episodes of the original version. I've been watching, you know, Picard now, and I am enjoying it. Now, maybe I don't know every Easter egg, but I can still enjoy it. And then you can kind of build what these relationships are, who 7 of 9 is, when you meet Guinan, you're like, oh, what be, you know, like, it's it's fun to kind of see that. And then we get these return of some legacy characters as well, as we saw the first season that's happening here, too. So I think even if you don't have all the backstory, that's okay, because the primary focus here are these new characters, this new conflict that's coming into play. And then Patrick Stewart is just legendary as Picard. So great. And we're talking about Paramount Plus, right? Paramount Plus, yes. And what's really great there is like they have all the Star Trek content. If you want original Star Trek, if you want Next Jet, if you want any of the other shows, I believe the movies are there as well. But there's also a new series. You've got Star Trek Discovery. Bradley, I know you've been watching that. I love, love, love Discovery. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I mean, get that Paramount Plus and then you can get this, you know, weekly, uh, weekly release. And I got to talk to like the entire cast of this. You talked to Patrick Stewart. I talked to Patrick Stewart. Engage. Absolutely. Engage. Yes. We talked about the card and why he would maybe want to come back all these years later. What kind of convinced him to take up, to take this on. We talked Shakespeare. Mm. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And it was great to kind of hear Jerry Ryan talk about the differences and John Delancey of playing your characters now versus all, you know, 20, 30 years ago and why that's fun for them. Okay. Uh, you got to tell me how many ticket stubs. So three and a half out of five for Star Trek Picard season two Paramount plus. Okay. Now you've got to tell me about Lucy and Desi. Cause I'm also super excited. I might even try to catch this this weekend. Cause mm-hmm. I can right? Oh, do it. Yes. It's streaming on Amazon prime. And I know being the Ricardos was kind of divisive for people. I really loved it. That's okay. Um, this is really a behind the scenes look. Amy Poehler directed it, and it's a look at the marriage and the careers of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, and it really paints this as the love story between them. You know, it takes that kind of chronological approach. Their daughter, Lucy Arnaz Luckenbell, is one of the main subjects that's interviewed as she kind of gives really good insight into her parents' life. And then there's a lot of vintage audio of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, their own kind of interviews that we hear of them reflecting on everything. You learn just how, like, progressive they were in the industry at the time and how they fought to really work together for their own marriage and family. And I think that is what is just so important and how they kind of put their love in front and their family in front of everything else that came in front of them. Oh God, Paul, we could talk about this for days. I'm super excited. Holly, uh, I imagine you are excited as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm also very curious to see uh, Amy Poehler as a filmmaker. Yeah, I mean, you know, she directed Wine Country on Netflix, then she directed another movie called Moxie on Netflix. And I think because she's been so inspired by Lucille Ball, which what's great about this is that there's a very um, kind of focused approach at telling the story. I mean, you could go and tell so many different angles with Lucy and Desi, and this is really about their love story and how that never gets old. And you've learned what you learn why, and which is lovely. Cool. How many tickets those? Four out of five tickets up. Oh. Lucy and Desi now streaming on Amazon Prime. Good. Paul, thank you so much for sticking around so that we could get through all that Thanks stuff. Thanks for having me. And tell listeners where they can find all of your wonderful interviews with celebrities and your commentary and reviews for movies. Paul's Trip to the Movies.com. Or if you go to YouTube, search, just search Paul's Trip to the Movies and click that subscribe button. And you're going to be on Twin Cities Live today? Absolutely. 4.15. All right. Cool. Go see Paul on Twin Cities Live and then... Come back to us on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Paul. 
All right, now let's go right to those dumb people doing dumb things. We call them crazy, stupid idiots. Idiots. Well then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of them. Crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Sometimes other places like. Uh, do we want to go to um, New Hampshire? Let's go to New Hampshire. Summersworth, New Hampshire. Mm, I've never been to New Hampshire, the state, much less uh, Summersworth. I think I had lunch there once. It was lovely. Like you just stopped into the state to have lunch? Kind of. Okay. On the way to Maine. Oh. It happens. Because that was the main event. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this story is creepy. Okay. And Thanks. it's not good. Okay. Um, nobody Fine. died, so I feel comfortable bringing it to the table. Uh, you know the website OnlyFans. Uh, I've heard of it. Yeah. 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 Well, it's you know sometimes people like to put their adult offerings on OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Now it's not just completely rated X, but it's it's a subscription service where yeah, that's like there's there's articles in Playboy magazine. Like I'm just gonna <laughs> for the articles. Sure, you go on OnlyFans for the you know. Uh, nutrition advice. Okay, <laughs> sure. Well, there is a woman who lives in Summersworth, New Hampshire, and she has an OnlyFans account. And okay, so that's not that's fine. Yeah, like she that is fine. Go for it, honey. But it's the crazy, stupid idiot who was an OnlyFans follower of this woman Uh-oh. who did something that will change your life forever. Oh, uh, like he was too fanny. Yeah, he was too fanny. Like a little stalkery, maybe? Yeah, oh. and like not in in a way, in any shape, way, form, what have you, that you would want somebody. So, okay, what did he do? Police say that this guy, who, by the way, was from Pennsylvania, made his way to New Hampshire, and he found this woman who had an OnlyFans account that he liked. Oh, God, okay. Mm. This guy, you guys, broke into her house... Okay. Stole her house key. Okay. And had a duplicate key made. Oh, oh God, no. no. Without her knowing, obviously. Yeah. Like she didn't realize anything was stolen or broken into. But wait. Oh, God. There's more. What did he do with the key? Well, he used it, Bradley. He came and went from the house several times. Oh. He <laughs> also photographed this woman while she was asleep. Okay. Oh, okay. my God. But what wait, was... there's even more. No, no, what else could there be? He hid in the attic. Oh, God. No. Where police found a tracking device that he intended to place on this woman's vehicle. So the next time you think that there's somebody hanging out in your attic and you're scared and you think, no, I'm just psyching myself out. There's nothing happening. There really is someone in your attic. There, there really might be somebody in your oh, attic. Oh, my God. That is so terrifying. How did they catch the dude? Um... You know, that's a good question. Uh, it's fine if you don't know. I don't really know. Well, they found him on the roof of the home. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. oh. You know, he went from the no attic to the roof. He also stole some of her underwear. Oh, God. Of oh. course he did. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where I thought we were going. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize he had, like, this was next level creeperdom. Yeah, maybe that we can embrace as a culture the underwear vending machines. Like, they, you know, those are a thing. If you want somebody's underwear, just put them in the vending where, machine. Where are you doing Aren't there that? underwear vending machines somewhere? But probably Japan. Yeah. Having been to that country, I will tell you there is a vending machine 
for everything, and it's amazing. Yeah, or... Never bought underwear, though. <laughs> how about, you know, I don't know. I'm sure that there's some... You can get used underwear in better ways than breaking into yeah, someone's I'm house and sure creeping like in their an attic. there's fans for just, like, Grundies. Yeah. <laughs> Grundies. Yeah. Grundies underscore know. panties. Only Grundies. <laughs> Only Grunds. Only Grunds. <laughs> Only panties. Okay, so please tell me everything was fine. He was arrested and put yep. away forever in life and all that time. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's on bail. Oh, and his bail requires him to wear a tracking bracelet. Okay, phew. Thank you. So he's not like going back to the scene of the crime. No, hopefully. he can't go to New Hampshire and he can't have contact with the victim. Oh my God. Oh, I hope he has to wear a tracking device forever. Or and I ever. hope she has Find My Creeper on her phone. I hope so too. Because I don't ever want her to have to think about that Mm-mm. dude again. Mm-mm. Mauricio. Oh God. Oh, gross. Ooh. Mauricio. Well, you know, thanks for ending on a happy note, Hollis. That was great. Um, <laughs> well, well, my story, which we didn't get to, is about ra- um, essentially radioactivity. <laughs> oh, great. Oh. Like um, somebody stole some uh, radioactive stuff and now they're probably going to get sick as a result because they didn't realize it was radioactive. They didn't realize it was radioactive? Yeah. They didn't get superpowers or anything? No. no. no spoiler sadly. alert. Uh. Um, also a spoiler alert. When we come back, I think, are we doing what we did yesterday, Halls? We sure are. Okay, that means our good friend Rocco is going to be here to uh, host a special episode of the Throwback Life right here on My Talk 1071.